once again. On a Monday, connecting with our uh, our good friend. ESPN Family of Networks. Mr. Eric Charles Freed. Mm. No? Yes. No? Good guess. Middle name is very traditional, very old school. Dolores. Eric Dolores. Dolores is nothing wrong with that, but that is not what we are going for. I Eric think, uh, Freed's middle name, Laura. Take a guess. Ezekiel. Said it's traditional. No. It's traditional? Tradi- Eric you don't David. get a name given out much anymore. Jar Jar. Very. <laughs> excuse me, what? Jar Jar. <laughs> Eric Richard. Freed. Incorrect. Mm. Incorrect. Mm. Eric, you don't hear it much a lot anymore. Says it's going. Yes. Yeah. Raymond. Eric Raymond. Good guess. Mm. Nice town in New Hampshire, but incorrect. Dennis. Dennis is Dennis. A- very mm. good. That's a very good guess. It is in the top half of the alphabet. Some would say the very top of the alphabet. Aaron. Albert. Albert. Aaron. Albert. Yes. Uh, uh, what was that? Albert. Albert is correct. Wow. wow. Look at that. All right. Right there. What a surprise Laura got it. I was going with Arthur. I was going to go with Arthur right there, you know. So Eric uh, had a, a uh, welcome back to the show. We, we haven't been able to I connect know. because this is... you've been flying all over the place. Whenever, yeah, I was on the West Coast uh, previous two weekends, so I'm sorry I missed out. Whenever I'm away for a few weeks, I always like, you know, the song that comes to mind is, you know, Greg, you're Peaches and I'm Herb, or maybe I'm Herb and you're Peaches. Right. I don't know. Right, right. But Reunited. Reunited and it feels so good. So let's go, man. So let's did, get caught up. Did you, what have I missed? Well, uh, Kelly is out today, but I mean, like, uh, let's start, you know, I we know. We have some good teams out there. I mean, we have some bad ones, but we have al- some good ones. It's almost, <laughs> like, it, it almost, the Bruins and the Celtics make the, the Patriots more bearable. You know, because if, if, if all three were tanking at the same time, we'd be lost. We'd be, you know, it would be like hell but we've got two teams that are really exciting to watch and the patriots i mean struggle every single game oh. is a struggle and no matter what you have you there's two schools of thought the people are like gotta give uh gotta give uh mac jones a chance and the other ones are like this guy can't move the ball so i just gotta sit back and watch the 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 the, the, the firestorm back and forth you know it's crazy well i mean let's you know you start with the patriots and now you know, we continue to see how the other half has lived in the NFL for the last two decades, right? Because right? yeah. now we're we're that team that commits the dumb penalties and commits more penalties than the other team. We're that team that can't figure out when to use a timeout, how to manage the clock at the end of a half. You know, we're that team now, and yeah. it's a it just keeps coming back to like, well. You, you appreciate the level that they played at for such a long period of time. And with that being said, they're, they're still in the hunt at 6-6. Six and six. It's not a very comfortable 6-6. <laughs> six and six. And if they keep playing this way and making mistakes, they're not going to be a playoff team. But I do feel like Mac Jones has not been put in a position to show what he can do. The offensive line, some of these highlights you look at when you know these analysts are breaking down tape of guys just like a revolving door letting rushers in and 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 the play calling obviously has been an issue with what is happening with Matt Patricia. So I don't feel like Mac Jones is been put in the best position. That being said, I think we're learning like when Mac Jones isn't put in the best position, he 
he's not going to thrive. He's not going to like, well, I, I can fix that. I can cover that mistake. You know, yeah. so that that's an issue there. And look, look what they've got coming up. They've got the Cardinals who aren't very good on the road. That's next Monday night. So another night game for the morning buzz crew to have to like, you know, check out on early <laughs> because they got to get up so early. Mm-hmm. Then they're at the Raiders who are horrible for a while, but now they've won three in a row and they may be making a playoff push. And then you wrap up with the Bengals who just had one of the most impressive wins of the season being the Chiefs. The Dolphins, who just lost, but the Dolphins have been good all year. And then the team that just whacked them, the Bills. So when you look at what's ahead down the line, maybe they aren't going to be a playoff team. But I think we can all agree, just play a little bit better. You know, Don't be that team. Don't be that team that we always made fun of for 20 years. <laughs> yeah. Because they, they would always poop themselves when they played the Patriots. How much of this do you think falls at the hands of the coaches? I think it was Rob Ninkovich over the weekend was saying, was, was saying, look, they're not, the, the offensive system they're running isn't cutting it. You know, And they point to Matt Patricia in particular, like Laura said. What's your take on that? I think it's a combination of things. Like The offensive line has been criticized, and they've been trying to find things that work. Well, Dante Scarnecchia was there a long time for, for years and years and years, you know, the guru there, and I think you've heard a lot of that lately. Well, you know, ever since he's gone away, it hasn't been the same yet. Everybody deserves a chance to, like, you know, I've been in the trenches for 30, 40 years coaching football, time to step back and retire. Yes, Patricia, and just the way the Patriots and the, just the secrecy that they, like, well, who's calling the plays? Even right to the preseason, and, and Belichick wouldn't answer directly. So, you know, like, well, is it kind of as simple as saying, well, they don't really have a confident idea of who their play caller is or who right. who's controlling the offense. You know, so you just looked at it. It's like, well, that's Bill being Bill. You know, he's going to keep things uh, in-house, close to the vest, not let you know these things. But, you know, you just look at it, and it's like, do they have a plan? Do they know what's going on? You know, is this just like kind of a whiff from Belichick? who, you know, we've we've talked about it for, like I said, two decades. And Bill, we trust. I've definitely been in that camp. But the in Bill, we trust people definitely have had their confidence shaken uh, yeah. this, with, with some of the things that we've been watching. The Celtics don't have that problem, obviously. They uh, lost one over the weekend. I think it was to the oh, Heat. But, I mean, they, even though even though Jason Tatum says he didn't have a good game in the beginning of last night's game, I mean, they still found a way to win, which is kind of crazy. Yeah. And, you know, Laura, I think, I added it up, Laura. I think the two teams are combined thirty-nine and eight. You know, mm-hmm. the Bruins and the Celtics. And then you, you, uh, you, when you talk about well, those two teams have had you help you forget what the Patriots are going through. It used to be the other way around. But yeah. I mean, with the Celtics, it, it was it was interesting because you got no Marcus. They've had plenty of games where somebody has had to sit, or you know, somebody's been off. And an off night for Tatum is still pretty damn good you know last night Jalen Brown had a good night and I I, you know you hear all these Tatum MVP chants and Jalen Brown's not an MVP level player but he is good and I think he loves to remind people and I think he talked about this a little bit last night you know like remind people like yeah I'm young I'm pretty good I've been playing this league for a little while and I'm still getting better you know and that felt like last night against the Nets who had won four in a row and we always love you know that's turned into one of the teams you love to see the Celtics beat especially with all this Kyrie stuff going on and he was jacking up shots and missing shots last night so back to back tonight they're at Toronto always been a tough matchup for the Celtics and we'll see who's able to play um on the back-to-back but yeah I mean between Brown and Tatum those two guys 
you don't you very rarely see them both have an off night at the same time and they yeah. have so much depth that someone else can pick up the slack if one of those guys is down and that's been the that's been the case throughout this run through the first quarter of the season yeah uh, the uh um the bruins <laughs> 20 wins insane best Even better got, got to be the best start they've ever <laughs> had better. best start in their career in in their in their franchise history i think isn't it 20 and 3 wow. undefeated at home right Crazy. and uh, tonight will be very interesting because tonight's vegas Coached by Bruce Cassidy, fired very surprisingly in May. You know, a lot of the stuff comes out after that. Well, he was a little too tough. Some of the younger players all, you know, like, whoa, gosh, you know, and the way they handled it. So I think that throws a little bit of drama into what you would look at and say, well, this is just kind of like a normal early December game. But the fact that every night they find a way, like they, they, beat up on Colorado the other night. You know, yeah. like, here comes the Stanley Cup champs and, like, see you later. So very rarely have, have had an off night. They've been a team that's been great to watch, especially at home. And uh, it'll be it'll be interesting to see how tonight goes with Cassidy coming back, who had obviously very successful run with the Bruins. Did not end well. So we'll see how his team kind of rallies around him uh, as they get ready tonight. I don't know if we brought this up. Did you hear about the, the Lord? Did you hear about Jack Edwards and, and uh, Tampa Bay's Pat Maroon? You heard about no. that? Um, he Yeah, he started making – Pat Maroon's yeah. a big guy, like 238, big hockey player. Mm-hmm. And in the middle of a game, out of nowhere, Edwards starts going after him about his weight, like which was – odd and out of place i saw it and i was like i saw the clip on i saw some clips on twitter yeah it was it was a little strange and then maroon responded by making a contribution to a charity uh and it, it was it's it, yeah it was it, it i didn't go in deep with it greg and i don't know if you followed up more on it but it was a little uh he, it was a little he came out maroon turned around because everybody was like what what was that it was just if i'm a viewer i like jack edwards it felt out of place. And so the, the next day, Maroon posts, he tweets, in support of those struggling with mental health, bullying, and body image, I'm making a $2,000 donation uh, yeah. in the name of Jack Edwards oh, wow. to the Tampa Bay Thrives program. And I encourage, and other players started to, to do it well. It was just weird. I, I, I don't know. Like sometimes, look, Jack is, a, is, is sometimes, I like the guy. I like watching him. But sometimes he comes out with stuff that's, you know, everybody knows is out of left field. I mean, you know, when you're liking playing the, you know, a hockey game to the Revolutionary War, it, it's a stretch. But I kind of like that normally about him. It just seemed to me to be way out there, I, I uh, thought. Um, a bit of a whiff this yeah, time in, a little bit. In, in trying to come up with some sort of viral clip or something. Yeah. And, and it turned the wrong way. He hasn't yeah. said anything either about it. Uh, let's go to the Red Sox. Um, did I hear... Well, I'm glad you did, Greg. Because <laughs> <laughs> I'm telling you right now, I think we're in the final days of Xander Bogarts as a member of the Red Sox. They have, not made, a, they they have not made an offer, oh. right? There's no counter. Every, well, I, I think they have, you know, it's, it's hard to find out. And, and there's a little quiet, you know, you know so hopefully, like, you're just hearing, like, oh, the Red Sox offer, what the Red Sox interest was, was far below other teams. Yeah. That's going to happen because, you know, we saw Jacob DeGrom leaves the Mets for Texas. It's the start of the baseball winter meetings in San Diego. And everything you read and you hear about this, it's going to be a feeding frenzy, a spending spree. And is that going to be something that the Red Sox are going to jump in on? I, I we saw what happened with Mookie. We've seen what we saw what happened with John Lester back in the day. Yeah, uh, you know, I, I I do not have a good feeling about this because there's going to be plenty of teams who are 
throwing money around trying to get somebody. If they don't get that person, it's like, well, who's next on our list? Xander Bogart. Boom. Here's the money we were going to you know, throw this crazy money. And are the Red Sox going to match that? I, it, it does not feel that way. Yeah. And the, here's another guy like, you know, when we thought about just a few years ago, wow, you know, Betts and Bogarts, man, what a combination. Those guys are going to be Red Sox forever. Right. We know what happened to Mookie, and I just fear and everything that you just look and sense with what's going to happen this week with the baseball winter meetings or maybe beyond that, just do not look good because I think you're just going to hear about these crazy uh, contracts being thrown around. And when you have multiple teams interested in Xander Bogarts, and you can see why because he's been great for the Red Sox, great leader, universally respected, you can see why teams would back up the the – you know, the truck to just yep. unload as much money for a guy like that. So mm-hmm. it's going to be tough. Are you done with the World Cup, or did, were you never even into it? I mean, it was... No, I watched, I watched Team USA. I did And, too. you know, I'm interested. I mean, I'm not like a diehard where I'm watching Croatia and right. Senegal right. and, France, you know, some right. of these other ones. Right, but right, right. I'll get into it as it goes along because it's a nice, tidy two hours. This is just laying the groundwork for four years from now because the World Cup's coming to North America. We'll yeah. be hosting World Cup games in the United States, Canada, Mexico, too. So, yeah. you know, you just hope they're a team that could take that next step and get past one knockout round game, which has been hard to do. The uh, the good soccer news, uh, University of New Hampshire, the Wildcats, my alma mater, uh, won the soccer yes. championship over the weekend. Yes. And didn't Franklin Pierce win something? Uh, did they too? I, didn't, uh, I don't Franklin know. Franklin Pierce nice. won the national championship. Yeah, national so championship. New Hampshire is a soccer hotbed. Franklin Pierce has done it before. Uh, Vermont, we, I know we've got friends listening up Absolutely. at University of Vermont, up in Vermont. Mm-hmm. University of Vermont had a great run in the NCAA tournament, came up one win short of going to the <sighs> Final Four. So, you know, New Hampshire. I, I know, Greg. I know. You, you can send some love Vermont's way once in a while. Uh, no, I love that. I just didn't know that. I, I didn't know that. Kelly's out today. I would have had that, but he's out today. Um, I know. I, I didn't know he was out till 8. I would have tried to put together an alliteration scoreboard, <laughs> but I think that would be insulting to yeah. the greatness and the genius that is Kelly Brown because I think he has shared photos in the past of how he crafts the alliteration scoreboard, and it involves a lot of craft beer. It also and, it involves some chicken scratch writing that yeah. you would cannot believe how unlegible it is. Illegible it is. Can't read it. It, it gives Laura a day off from doing the fact check, which I is know, very tiring. I, I still wrote down all the scores and everything just because I wanted to be prepared. <laughs> where, are we, it tomorrow. where are we going to see you this week, Mr. Freed? I'm off to Louisville, Kentucky, NCAA Volleyball um, Regionals. Uh, it starts 11 a.m. I get the morning 11 a.m. doubleheader. ESPNU Thursday and then regional championships Saturday at 4 p.m. So are you going all the way to the finals with this? Yeah, I've been meaning to uh, break it to you. Remember when I uh, promised I would sing Meli Kaliki Maka and nothing mm-hmm. but a coconut bra <laughs> and a skirt on yes. stage for the buzz ball? Yes, I did. Uh, we're going to have to, I'm going to have to take a rain check on that because I'll be in Omaha, Nebraska for the uh, national championship uh, for volleyball. Well, you can't give Is that you? up. You cannot give that up. No question. <sighs> You can't. So, I I think we all know from past years how much the buzz ball means because it is an amazing event. But um, I work calls, duty calls, and you'll have to do without me and a coconut bra. The mothership. Uh, the mothership. Oh, but you know what? It'll give us. It gives us something Why? to look forward to. It gives us something to look forward to <laughs> in future Why? buzz balls. Yeah. It'll give us something to look forward to. 
Uh, sold out for weeks, Eric. Sold out. You said Malika Likimaka, and it's, it's a, sold out it's immediately. An amazing event, and, and 